welcome to Menopause in the Kitchen, where we talk all things food and nutrition for women in their midlife years. I'm Rachel Cooper, dietitian and food lover, with a passion for sharing information about nutrition in practical ways, so that you can take what you need and implement it into your lifestyle. Join me in my kitchen as I share bite-sized chunks of information to help you nourish your body and thrive in your midlife years and beyond. Welcome back everyone to Menopause in the Kitchen. Um, This is episode two. I hope you enjoyed the first episode on gut health. And if you haven't listened to that yet, go ahead and have a listen um, if that's something that interests you. Today's episode is really just going to be me having a little bit of a chat about how I plan meals for my family um, and incorporate I guess the foods that I need for as a midlife woman so the foods that I'm trying to nourish my body with how do I actually do that when I have a family to feed with different likes and dislikes without having to make lots of different meals which I refuse to do so today's um, episode is really just having a bit of a talk about how I go about that because I realized that Um, women in their midlife, so whether you're in your forties or fifties, uh, many of us have families, we have partners, we have children at home and the children could really vary in age. Um, many of us may have teenagers like I do. Um, you might have adult children who live at home. Um, and you know, if you had children later, particularly, you know, some women who might, may have had children in their mid to late thirties or even in their forties, you might have young children still at home. And so, you know, I talk a lot about, um, the sorts of foods that I, um, encourage women to think about in, in, you know, including in their meals and snacks to help to nourish their body, to prevent, Um, nutrient deficiencies, but also to give them energy and to help possibly with with menopause symptoms, to look after your gut, all of those sorts of things. How do you do that when you're also trying to make meals that everyone else um, may may need to eat as well? And they may not necessarily be really big on tofu. Um, And that's totally understandable. So that's what I'm going to really go through today is just talk about the process that I go through and some of the things that I've learned along the way um, and how I can incorporate these sorts of things as well as making meals that everyone will eat. Um, uh, I guess a tip to begin with is if you're just starting out and um, you're just thinking about starting to try some of the strategies that I talk about here and um, on Instagram and Facebook, Um, you know, maybe start with breakfast and lunch because that could be an easier place to start um, for some people Um, because often breakfast and lunch is sort of doing your own thing and the family may be doing their own thing. And that could be a good place to start um, making some of these changes that you may like to do, some incorporating some of this gentle menopause nutrition um, into your diet. But if you're ready to tackle the evening meal, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. 
Um, so let me just tell me, tell you a little bit about my family first so that you know who it is that we're feeding here. Um, and I have myself, obviously, a midlife woman who's trying to incorporate gentle menopause nutrition and, and nourish my body. Um, I have my husband who is pretty, he's fairly open to trying anything. Uh, there are certain foods like fish that he won't eat, but generally he eats most things and he's happy to give most things a go. He's, you know, even if I, you know, I've incorporated um, in more recent years, more vegetarian meals and things like that. And he's slowly moved away from the idea that every meal has to have meat in it. Um, so he's, he's pretty cruisy. He's, he's not too bad. Um, and then my eldest daughter, um, she is vegetarian and has been for quite some time. So I've sort of been used to trying to manage, um, that and manage making sure that I've got sort of vegetarian options for her. Um, and the good thing is many vegetarian options are also wonderful for midlife, um, women. So things like tofu and legumes and that sort of thing um, are the sorts of things that you would use for protein sources and so on in vegetarian meals are also really beneficial for the midlife woman. So that kind of makes it a little bit easier. And then my youngest daughter is neurodiverse. So she has quite strong likes and dislikes um, in terms of her food. And um, so that can be a little bit tricky to manage. So I am trying to feed a family with a variety of different needs and a variety of different sort of foods that they will and won't eat or can and can't eat. Um, and you might be the same. You might have um, maybe someone in your family who's um, vegetarian or vegan or someone in your family who's uh, gluten-free or has irritable bowel and, you know, can't have some of the FODMAPs and things like that. So it's really hard sometimes to kind of manage all of these needs of the family as well as your own needs. And it's really important that we do think about our own needs because often I think as mothers, we put everyone else first and we think about what do my kids need and what does my partner need? Um, what do they like? What do they not like? And we often put our own needs aside um, in priority of theirs. And, you know, hopefully after today's episode, you'll get some ideas for how you can, um, you know, put your needs in there as well. And there's always going to be a bit of compromise. Um, I certainly make lots of compromises, um, but there is a way and there is, um, you know, your, your nutrition is important as well. So hopefully after today, you'll kind of have some idea about how you can also, um, uh, you know, look after yourself and your needs as well. So let's go through the process that I go through when I'm looking at what we're going to eat for the week. So I do make a meal plan. Um, and this meal plan is, it's not set in concrete. It's not set in stone. It's not like a diet meal plan where I put it in place and say, all right, that's what we have to have every night. Um, you know, uh, things happen and I'm flexible and sometimes we swap things around and sometimes we don't even have something that's on the meal plan. Um, and sometimes I, um, you know, I might just say we're having a really rough day. Let's have a really easy night and get some takeaway or 
grab a roast chicken and a salad from the supermarket, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever you have to do, it can be flexible. So I do make a meal plan, but there's always that idea in the back of my head that it's really just, it's just a plan and it's not set in stone. So the things that I do when we, usually my husband and I sort of work out what we're having for the week, we take it in turns doing the grocery shopping. So we sort of make that list and either one of us goes off and um, buys the stuff from the supermarket. Um, But we sit down and think about who's home on what nights because sometimes uh, there might be maybe, you know, one of my kids that's not going to be home for dinner. Um, And so that I, I know that, okay, we don't have to work around that person's needs for that night. Um, The other thing that I do is, um, look at what kind of week we've got and what nights might be really busy um, or is are we going to be home late or maybe someone's going to be home late and someone else is going to cook etc so just sort of looking at all right what are the meals that are going to best suit those particular days what days do we need maybe leftovers what days do we need um, a really quick and easy meal that sort of thing Um, And the other thing I look at is uh, when could I use leftovers? So if I think there will be leftovers with a meal, could we, is there enough that we could have that the next day? Or is if there's a, say a vegetarian version, is there enough of that, that um, that could also be a vegetarian meal for a couple of nights? Um, And then, you know, we can cook some meat for another night, et cetera. Um, or could I use the leftovers for the next day? So um, for me, for example, if I was making a vegetarian version of whatever it is that we're cooking, I might have the regular version with meat um, for dinner because, you know, I'm not vegetarian or vegan. Um, I do believe in eating lots of plants, but I also um, you know, for me, eating meat is important. Um, and, you know, it's a very good source of iron and protein and so on. So um, I, I certainly am not giving up meat and I, I do try to eat it as often as I can um, in the evening meal. So I might have the regular version and then um, the vegetarian version of the meal that I've made, I might keep that for leftovers to have for lunch the next day. So, um, you know, I sort of look at how how are these meals going to be used um, not just for the evening meal but maybe for um, for lunch and so on the next day um, now I don't make separate meals as in totally different recipes um, but often what I do is I might make um, the regular version of the meal with meat for example um, and then I make the same sort of meal but a vegetarian version. Um, And that's often, I mean, it's great for my daughter who's vegetarian, but it's often great for me as well, because like I said, usually has things like tofu, legumes and so on in it. Um, So I'm not necessarily making two meals. It's the same thing using pretty much similar ingredients. I just swap out, you know, um, meat in in one version um, and then put meat in the other. The other thing I do is sometimes I will cook meat separately. Um, so if um, if there's a dish like a stir fry um, or even fried rice and you may want to put some bacon in or something like that, I just cook the meat or the bacon or whatever in a separate pan. So we're all having the same meal, 
but um, in a separate pan I've got the meat um, and maybe I might have some um, legumes like chickpeas or maybe some tofu um, that can get thrown in for those who are having the vegetarian version so that's sometimes me um, sometimes if I think I'd like to have you know a little bit more of the soy products for example or a little bit more legumes um, or sometimes I have both I might have the meat and add in um, some legumes and some uh, um, and some tofu um, as well so I kind of you know that that's just a good way I cut back the meat a little bit but add some tofu and legumes um, and have a vegetarian um, protein version as well um, the other thing that I do for myself is, you know, my family, I mean, not all of them are huge on vegetables. Um, they, that many of them will eat some vegetables, but not others. And I love veg. I could eat, you know, I don't know, six, seven different vegetables in a meal easily. Um, and so for me, if I'm making a meal and I know that there are people in my family that are not going to like certain vegetables, what I do is I just have some extra veggies um, separate that I can add to my meal. So, for example, if you've got the oven on and you're already, you know, cooking something in the oven, whatever it might be, chop up a whole heap of vegetables that can be roasted um, chuck it in a pan so you could have, you know, potato, pumpkin, sweet potato, um, capsicum, red onion, mushrooms, zucchini, maybe broccoli, cauliflower. There's so many different veggies that you can um, roast. Chuck them in a pan with a bit of olive oil, a little bit of salt and pepper and roast them in the oven while you've already got the oven going. And then they can be stored and put aside in the fridge to be added to different meals throughout the week. So you might add some to your pasta. So you might be making pasta for the family, but you want some extra vegetables in yours. Um, or maybe just as a side. So you're having a meat and veg type meal, but maybe your family only eats certain vegetables. Um, so you can cook those up and then heat up your roast veggies to add on the side so that you're getting more variety and, um, you know, extra veg. The other thing is stir frying vegetables. So you can stir fry up a whole heap of different veggies, particularly, you know, greens, Asian greens and spinach um, and those sorts of things. And again, store it in a container in the fridge and you can have that um, as extra veg for whatever it is that you're eating during during the week. Same goes with a salad. Um, you know, making up salad, in, salad um, ingredients that you can throw together or just making an extra salad um, for yourself to go with whatever meal that you're eating. And that could be a good way to just get extra veg and extra variety into, into your meals if the rest of the family aren't necessarily going to eat that. So that's what I do to get extra veg, vegetables in um, and, you know, for me to be able to enjoy all of the delicious vegetables that are out there, even though my family don't necessarily like all of them. Um, another idea with things like tofu. Um, so tofu, we know it's a great protein source for, um, for vegetarians, but it's also wonderful for menopausal women and women in midlife. 
because um, it's high in phytoestrogens, um, which we know for some women can actually be beneficial in reducing those menopause symptoms. So in terms of um, including extra tofu, what I do is um, another option is to grate some firm tofu. So don't use the soft one for this, the silken tofu. Um, there's, there's firm tofu and there's silken tofu. So get a block of the firm tofu and grate it with a box grater. Then mix it in with, I usually do a bit of soy sauce and some garlic powder. And so just sort of sprinkle that over the top, mix it all through so it's all covered lay it out onto a baking tray and put it into the oven and cook it until it's sort of, it doesn't have to be crispy, crispy, but you know, until it's kind of a little bit golden. Um, and that's great to be adding to salads and stir fries. And um, the other night we actually had um, some rice, like some brown rice, and we had other sort of salad veggies. And then we, um, then I put the grated uh, tofu in with it. It's really delicious um, and it's and it stores well. So you can put it in um, the fridge and that's an easy way to just add some uh, tofu to your meals and maybe even your, your lunches. So um, great way to get some extra phytoestrogens in during the day. Um, the other thing is the marinated tofu. You can buy pre-marinated tofu in the, in the supermarket. It's a bit more expensive than buying a block of plain tofu and doing it yourself, but it is really convenient. <laughs> so um, I often buy some of that and I'll quickly just fry it up in a pan and that can be an option to be added to um, salads, stir fries, those sorts of things um, as a veg vegetarian option, but also for myself to um, to have as a um you know, a, a bit of a phytoestrogen boost to my meal. Um, the other, one other suggestion that I can make that I do quite regularly, and I have been doing this for a while because I do have a daughter who's vegetarian, is I make the same meal, but just make two versions of it. So I'm not necessarily making two entirely different meals. So for example, if I was making butter chicken, for example, I can make a regular butter chicken with the chicken and the sauce, but I can make um, extra sauce uh, either separately or I just make the sauce separately, put some in with the chicken, and then I'll have another pot where I'll put that in with, say, some chickpeas or some tofu and make a vegetarian version of that. So it's, um, it's the same meal pretty much the same ingredients. It's just that you might have one extra pot that you need to wash um, or get someone else to wash at the end of the day. Um, and you, you, your sauce and everything else is the same. It's just you put some in one with chicken and some in the other with say chickpeas or something like that. So that's another great um, way to, you know, just try to meet everyone's needs, whether it be yourself or um, other children. Another one that I do like that is spaghetti bolognese, so spag bol. Um, I make a regular one with um, beef mince or whatever mince we have. Um, and I'm still using the same ingredients, you know, the pureed tomato and all of those sorts of things. But I just have two pots. I do one on one side 
with um, the mints and, you know, the sauce ingredients. And then in the other, I might do like a lentil bolognese. So um, same kind of sauce ingredients, but I just pop in lentils, um, tin lentils usually because that's easy and convenient. Um, And so I'm making the same meal, but just two slightly different versions. Um, So, yeah, that's just uh, another tip or another idea there. There's probably quite a number of different meals that you could do like that, but they're two that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, the other tip that I have is when you're sort of prepping some ingredients, like I mentioned earlier, the roast vegetables and things like that, um, is do that while you're cooking a meal. So if, if you're in the kitchen and you've got the oven going or the stove going or whatever it might be, think about what else could I cook right now, um, while everything's going and while I'm up and about in the kitchen um, that I could then have for later in the week or for other meals. Um, You know, so like I said, cooking your roast veggies while the oven's going um, or some grated tofu, um, maybe cooking some rice, some brown rice and quinoa or something like that on the stove while another meal is cooking. Um, And you can put that aside to, you know, maybe have for your lunches or have for another meal, um, you know, in in subsequent nights. Um, You know, if you've got a family maybe who only likes white rice um, and you'd like to try to um, increase your variety of grains and you'd like to try quinoa or um, brown rice and chia or something like that, there's all these wonderful different um, combinations out there now. Um, you know, you can cook up your own on another night when you've got the stove going or whatever um, and pop that in the fridge and then you can have that for yourself um, and the family just has normal white rice. So, um, you know, there's some simple things that you can do when you have time. Now, I I know that some nights that this is just not going to be possible and that's perfectly okay. Pick your nights um, when you actually have the energy and you have the time to be able to do this. But the way I look at it is if I'm in the kitchen anyway and I'm doing the cooking and I'm cooking another meal, it doesn't take much to just chuck one extra thing on that might help me for later in the week or maybe something that I can you know, incorporate into my lunches over the next several days or, or whatever. One other thing that I do is um, particularly to include some more plant proteins into my meals um, and um, also for helping to feed my gut, um, refer to my first episode if you haven't, um, haven't heard that. But canned legumes honestly are like, they are one of my pantry staples. I've always got and I always make sure no matter what we might be eating for the week but I always make sure that in my pantry I have some canned chickpeas lentils um, kidney beans or black beans or something like that Um, and there's a wide variety of different ones that you can choose from they're probably my standard Um, or like a four bean or three bean mix um, is perfect um, as well Um, I just have these in my pantry all the time. And so it's really simple for me, whatever meal we might be having, that I can go, oh, I can grab out a tin of 
beans or chickpeas or whatever and add that to my meal um, for an extra boost of um, fiber, protein, you know, variety for the gut, um, phytoestrogens, all of that. So um, that's probably one of my biggest tips in terms of a pantry staple. Legumes are your friend. Um, unless you really don't like them, of course. Um, for those of you who maybe haven't heard me um, speak about food and eating um, and you're new to to listening to, to me and the style that I have, um, I do not believe in eating anything unless you really enjoy it. So if you hate legumes and they just, like some people find it's the texture that's a, an issue for them, um, if you really don't like them, please don't eat them. But if you do, this is a perfect example of how if you just stock them in your pantry, it's really simple and easy to just add them to your meals. Now, depending on who's going to eat them and how many meals you're going to eat them in, sometimes buying the small tins so you can get little sort of almost single serve tins um, of canned legumes might be a better choice than getting the big ones and then wasting them if you don't end up eating it. So it just kind of depends on how often you're going to eat it um, and who else is eating it in the family. Um, but those smaller tins, often they're, if you look at the price, they're probably more expensive. So it's probably cheaper to get a whole tin, but if you end up wasting it, is it really cheaper? So um, yeah, so that's just, uh, you know, an option that I have. I have some larger tins because I often use them to make um, vegetarian type meals for my family. Um, but I do have some of the smaller um, canned legumes, just those little single tins um, that I can then just throw into my salads or my meals um, and not sort of create too much waste. And finally, um, another thing to consider, and this is particularly helpful if you have younger children, but I must say it can also be really helpful if you have older children or people in your family who are a little fussy and maybe, um, you know, don't like as wide variety of foods as some other people's in, people in the family. So you might have people in your family who oh, eat pretty much everything and then you might have others who are a bit like, eh, I don't like that, I don't like that, but I only like those. Um, one, one idea is to serve up family-style meals. And this is often recommended for people with young children, particularly young children who are sort of learning to taste new foods. But like I said, can be really, really um, helpful if you have a family with varying um, likes and dislikes. So basically family style meals are kind of like a deconstructed meal. So everything that goes in that particular meal, um, rather than throwing it all in together, you are separate. So you cook each part separately and you serve it up in separate bowls or dishes or whatever. Um, yes, makes a little more washing up. Um, but what it means is that when your children or, you know, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's you, um, when you come to um, serve up your meal, you can kind of make your own version of that meal. So whether it's a stir fry or whether it's a, um, 
you know, a salad or, um, you know, whatever meal that can kind of be separated and deconstructed, even like tacos, for example, great, great example, because often we have all the components separate and then we just kind of put what we want into our taco. So it's the same sort of thing. If you think about the meals you make, how can you sort of separate the ingredients and deconstruct it a little and allow everyone in the family to then choose what they want to put into their meal. Um, And same goes for you as a midlife woman. You might cook up some tofu. Um, You might, uh, maybe you live with um, vegetarians and you'd like to eat a bit more red meat because your iron's low, for example. Well, you know, you could cook up some meal, uh, some meat um, for your meal and have all the components separate and everyone can just choose what it is that suits them to make up their own meal. Um, It's wonderful for young children, um, particularly, like I said, who are just learning to, um, who are learning to try new things. Um, Make sure that there's something that you know they will like so they can put that on their plate and then maybe they may try something new in a small amount on their plate, Um, but there's no pressure to do that. Um, so it's, it is a good way for everyone to get what they like. It's also a good way to maybe introduce some f- family members to some new foods that, you know, with repeated exposure, they may actually decide they'd like to try, um, particularly if they see maybe other people in the family eating it. If we're always making meals that are the same and um, what what I would call sort of safe um, for certain family members and they never get to eat or see other people eating different foods, um, it means that they're not necessarily going to expand their diet in any way. Um, so it's a great way to, for, for those in your family who may not be as adventurous with their eating, it's a great way for them to see and learn about different foods, even if they don't put it on their plate. Like I said, I'm a big believer in the, you know, we serve up the food and the child decides what they're going to eat and how much they eat. Um, but it's, it's a wonderful way to introduce them to some other foods. And who knows, in time, they may actually go, That's, um, that kind of looks interesting. And, you know, my big brother, Joey, seems to be eating that. I, I might give that a try. Um, but even despite that, it's wonderful for us as midlife women because it means that we can put, um, you know, foods that we would like to have um, so we can add them to our meals. And it doesn't mean that anyone else has to have them. You know, they can choose to or they may not. Um, so that's sort of one of the, the last kind of tips that I had is, um, you know, trying to serve up some of your meals family style and, um, you know, ha- see how it goes, see what your family thinks and um, whether it's something that um, you think works for your family. If it doesn't, that's perfectly fine. So, that's just a few ideas just you know these are the sorts of things that I do with my family Um, not everything's going to work for your family Um, what I do is provide just a range of different ideas and strategies and you know you try what you think might work for you Um, and only if you think that that's what your family needs and what you need right now Um, And I'd love to hear if you actually have other tips. Maybe there's things that you're already doing um, to help, uh, you know, 
make meals for the family that suits everyone's needs. Um, what sorts of things do you do? And, um, you know, maybe you could come up with some new ideas based on um, the things that I spoke about today. So if you do have anything you'd like to share, um, I'd love it if you send me a message or an email um, and let me know um, what you do with your family, um, because it's great to share these ideas with with everyone. And, um, you know, I'm just talking about what what I've found works for me and my family. Um, but like I said, others might have some other strategies that they use and it would be great to share that with everyone. So I hope that's been helpful. It's been a little bit of, uh, um, I guess, just a, a bit of a chat today about, you know, meals and planning and, and what I do. Um, but I do hope that you pick something up that you may find useful and, and be able to try. And like I said, you know, if now is not the time to try to do this, you know, maybe focus on breakfast and, and, and lunch first. Maybe that's where you start. Um, you know, don't feel pressured to have to do all of this. This is just over time what I have found um, works for me. So, um, but yeah, try to try to make it work for you and your family and alter things um, accordingly. I hope that's helpful. And um, I look forward to seeing you in my kitchen again very soon. Um, if you have any suggestions for topics and things you'd like me to talk about on the episode, please let me know um, via DM at you know, Facebook or, um, or Instagram um, or send me an email. Um, I'm more than happy to um, hear about what you'd like to know and um, make some episodes that suit my audience. But in the meantime... I'm going to head off um, for the rest of my day and um, can't wait to see you all again or hear from you all again um, soon.